without further ado, is U.S. astronaut Terry Virts. Terry, welcome to the bat around with Stan the Fan and Craig Heist. Hey, good to be there. Finally, we got a we got a connection. I apologize. I should have uh, rolled the dice yesterday and tried to dial that number of the hotel there in London. First of all, what are you doing in London? So I'm actually on my way to Cape Town, South Africa tomorrow, and then Antarctica on Tuesday. So I'm, I'm this is a stopover on my way down to Antarctica. How long are uh, you going to be in Antarctica? Are you delivering Christmas presents like Santa Claus? <laughs> D- doing some Christmas shopping down there, yeah. No, I'm going to be there for uh, for eight days on the ice. Um, actually, going all the way to the actual South Pole, which is pretty cool. It's what? definitely a a bucket list item. I've never talked to Santa about this, but what do you feed reindeer? Well, Santa is at the North Pole. He's so at the North, North Pole. North. No, I don't care. North. I don't care. You where, where you know? So it's going to be warmer where you are. R- reindeer. <laughs> well, I don't know about warm, um, <laughs> but reindeer are—they probably eat like grass and stuff, I guess. But on the South Pole, they've got penguins and uh, seals, so different different population. Uh, all right. Well, we wish you luck. Have you ever been to the South Pole before? No, I've never been to Africa either. So this will be several bucket list items. It's pretty cool. All right. Well, I know it's probably been a long time since you've rooted for a team that's won the World Series because you're an Orioles fan, so like me, it's been since 1983. But you, you've you been in Houston now for how long? How many years have you been down there? Well, I moved there in 2000, so I've actually been there for over 17 years now. Yeah, so the Astros are kind of my second team. They're my, uh, my transplanted second team. So this year was pretty awesome. So you got to see them in the World Series in 2005 against the White Sox in the National League, and now you get to see them win the American League championship and win the World Series. I know that you and I were connected this summer by Marty Bass, who you're friendly with, and he, he said that Terry's written something uh, that he'd really like to get published, and we talked about it here, and it didn't fit our sort of our website. And uh, But why don't you share with our fans here what you had written and what, what you're passionate about with the Orioles. Yeah, well, so I, you know, I grew up in Baltimore. I was there for the 79 and 83 playoff games and went to a World Series game. I actually worked at the hot dog stand when I was in high school, just, and I would like sneak out in between innings to see the, just so I could see the World Series. Um, so I, you know, I'm a lifelong Orioles fan and kind of live and die with them. And, uh, having moved in Houston, I kind of got to see that there's a bigger world out there other than just Baltimore. And, uh, you know, I used to root for an Astros-Orioles World Series, and now I have to root for the Astros-Orioles-ALCS now that the Astros are back in the American League. But I got um, to be friends with a lot of the Astros front office guys, and back in, I think it was 2011, the former Astros president, George Pastelas, uh now it's Reed Ryan, who is Nolan Ryan's son, is the sure. president, mm-hmm. and Jeff Lunau the general manager. Uh, but George... Um, was kind of helping guide them through a transition period. So back in 04 and 05, the Astros were really good. They went to the NLCS. They went to the World Series one year. Um, it's back when they had Andy Pettit and Roger Clemens and Roy Oswalt. They, they had a good team. Um, and the way they got that team was they sold off their farm system. And so they had a couple good years. And when when I was talking to George Fostal, so he had like a business lunch one day, and he was kind of extra- explaining what had happened to the Astros. 
the Astros and the Cardinals kind of started at the same point. They were both every year they were in the NLCS in the World Series, and they kind of had the same record, no four, no five. And from that point on, the Cardinals continued to win. Like every year, they were right there, and they always had a good farm system, and they just were kind of developing talent from within, and they had a young team. And the Astros just took a nosedive. I mean, they were, it was like the Orioles back in the early 2000s, not good. And he said, we're never going to get to where the Cardinals were unless we can really rebuild, starting with the farm team. And he was kind of trying to sell us and sell the community on this like extreme rebuilding plan. And the basic premise was, like we're, we're it's not like we're five years away from a World Series. We're never, we're ever just never going to get there. The yeah. Never, we're never away, right, from where we are right now. And I, he, he had me sold, and I didn't have any influence or anything. I was just a guy listening, you know, talking with him. But um, hearing what he was saying, it made a lot of sense. So the Astros went one hundred percent rebuild mode. I mean, they sold everybody. Hunter Pence was gone. Of course, Roy Oswald was gone. All, all, everybody was gone. And But they started to draft some really amazing guys. They also started to lose over 100 games a season. Uh, for three years in a row, they lost 106. Yep. 100. They lost a lot of games. It was brutal watching them play. But it was fun watching the minor league box scores. And it was fun kind of seeing, because they drafted this guy named George Springer, and they got a guy named Jose Altuve, and then they got a... You know, Lance McCullers, and they got this kid out of Bregman, Puerto Rico named Bregman, Carlos Correa. And Bregman. Yeah. Sports Illustrated did an article. It's, it's famous now. I'm sure a lot of your, if your listeners are baseball fans, you've seen it. The, they did it for the Royals back in, I think, 2010. They said, you're 2015 World Series champions. And sure enough, the Kansas City Royals won. And then they did one with George Springer in the old school rainbow jersey. Uh, you're 2017 champions, and of course that was the year that they were losing 110 games or whatever. Well, it's, it's, and sure enough, it, you know, it came to pass. It's amazing for me because as a guy who covers not just the Orioles but also the Nationals, uh, when the Houston Astros were in the National League, right? you knew, and I'm not so sure I knew what George Springer was all about then, but I certainly right. knew what Jose Altuve was about. And anybody that couldn't see, even on a bad team, that this guy was not an elite player was just missing the boat. Well, the the scouts, they, he went to one of those tryouts, you know, in Venezuela. They have the the teams will come and have tryout day, and they sent him home. They're like, uh, yeah. dude, you're five foot. He's <laughs> you're five, five, six, five, and five, yeah. six. No, I remember him and Matt Weider standing at the plate together, and it was like, you know, Matt was two feet taller than Jose. Um but, yeah, he's, he's the best player in baseball. I mean, he won the MVP for a reason. Um, but, the you know, thinking of the Orioles, and I thought, I listened to almost every game on the MLB at bat, and, I you know, I know all the players, and Dan Duquette is like the master of Rule 5 and, you mm-hmm. know, build, taking right. pieces for the Orioles. So I, I kind of follow the roster, every roster, every game. And I... I don't think anybody on the Orioles would would play on the Astro, would start. The position players, Trey Mancini would get playing time in the outfield. And other than that, I mean, you know, one through eight position players, the Astros are have better players in yeah, every I, position. I, I got to just disagree with you on one player. I mean, Machado would play over Bregman for me at this point in time. Bregman's OPS was 50 points higher than Machado. And okay. he, the the Hall of Fame after the World Series, they they got three items from the World Series, right? And one of them was Bregman's glove. Okay, 
Uh, you know, I you, love Manny. You, I yeah, know I know, Manny. I know that. I, think I love Manny. Bregman was a lot better than Manny this year. In terms of OPS, if you watch him play in that, I like I'm saying, the Hall of Fame got three things from the World Series, and one of them was Bregman's glove. Okay, interesting. No, it's interesting. Had he not made some highlight real plays, I, and so Manny's great. Yeah. You can't argue with Manny. Yeah, right. right. I know. Well, I think John, Jonathan Scope good. is as well. Yeah, but he wouldn't play over Altuve. Would he play over Altuve? No, <laughs> no, no. Scope's a great player. You're talking but about, I'd figure, he, but I'd figure, I'd figure yeah. them in his DH and first baseman. Yeah, and and, so. and Scope can also <laughs> play shortstop. Well, he's not going to play over. No, 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 no. I'm, I know what he's saying, but I'm just so saying. the the point, the reason you reached out to me and you had sent that thing to Marty was you were as an Oriole fan, you were suggesting that sort of the Orioles are in locked in this limbo where they're probably not going to be good enough to win a World Series, despite what Dan Duquette will try and sell us, and that they should really embark on something similar to what the Astros did about five years ago. So to put it in perspective, yeah. the Astros, like the Astros barely won the World Series. And it was a really close series with the Yankees. I was there when they, when they had that walk-off. Um, it was a really close series with the Dodgers. Like I said, a couple Bregman throws. The Astros have a, um, like a Ryan Flaherty. Their, their floater guy who plays all positions, infield and outfield, is Marlon Gonzalez, who had a 900 OPS. I know. Like, Unbelievable. Their bench player had, I don't know, four or 500 at-bats with a 900 OPS. And the, they had a pitcher, Brad Peacock, who was 13-2. and two Former national. With a 3.0 ERA. A 3.0 ERA. And he wasn't one of their starting pitchers in the postseason. Right. And the reason I make these points is that, like, to win the World Series, you've got to be really good at every position. And you've got to have a bullpen. And you've got to have starting pitching that's, like, at and, least three or four aces, and you have to Otherwise, have, and you have to have a lot of luck as well. And you got to be lucky, and you know what? Yes. Like, you can have that for six months, and then some other team gets hot in October, and you lose. I know, but you know the Dodgers were a pretty outstanding, amazing team, and the Astros barely beat them with all of these good players. And that, the, the only reason I say that is that um, you can't just make a pickup in free agency or make a trade and have a World Series team. You have to, like, you truly, in 2017, you've got to be deep one through eight position players. You've got to have a deep staff, and you've got to have a deep bullpen. And the the Orioles can't get there with roll five draft picks and trades. They've got to completely rebuild the top farm system in baseball. Well, the Yankees tried to buy a team for years. They would always make the playoffs, but buying the expensive old free agents just didn't usually didn't work for them and the Orioles don't have that budget and that's not even an option anyway. Well, and the but other the other option too is the Orioles aren't going to go the way you suggest which is, you know, tear the thing down and rebuild it back because the owners the owners just not going to do that. <laughs> Mr. Angelos won't let it happen. Well, you know, I don't know. Maybe I I know he's a smart man and if they, well, you know, if you could present the case that the, the Orioles like they have the last five years have been great. I've really enjoyed watching them make either make the playoffs or win the division or you know, they they've been a very good, relevant team, but they haven't gotten to where they're gonna win a World Series. I think the reason to play baseball is to try and win the World Series. And you have to be you have to be brutally honest about what you need to do to get there. And unfortunately and the Orioles have valuable pieces like I think they really could get a lot of prospects for guys like well 
look, for guys like Scope and Machado and Britton, all the guys we love, all the guys we want to see, are not going to, by the time the Orioles actually could make it to the World Series, they're not going to be under team control. You know, it's so a, it's an interesting... You could it, get a lot of prospects for those guys. It's an interesting discussion to make. You know, the Tigers uh, owner, the late Mike Illich, just kept pouring more and more and more money and thinking we're just one player away, and he got convinced by a pretty good baseball man and Dave Dombrowski, and they right. never got there, and Mike Illich passed away before they won a, a World Series for him. And Peter Angelos, I think my mother used the, used to use the expression, Terry, uh, when she was in her early 80s, that she doesn't buy many green bananas. Uh, that, you know, that it's hard when you're that age right. That's to, say, to say, uh, well, let's put some, let's put a five-year plan in place. And I think, frankly, right. it's human nature. I know Edward Bennett Williams, before he passed away, made that big, bold effort of signing Fred Lynn, Lee Lacey, and Don Ossie because he wanted his team to be fighting for a World right. Series. Right, and I understand that. But, you know, like I'm an Air, I'm an Air Force guy. I'm a 16 fighter pilot my old life. And one of the things, when it comes time, you know, if you're going to war and, and you got to go attack the bad guys, what you don't do is send, like, one bomb here and one bomb there and one airplane there. You send, like, your entire force and you destroy that target. Yeah. And then you, and then you send your entire force the next day and you destroy the next target. And the, the point being, you don't go halfway. Like, right. you need to go all in. And by trying to do the Rule 5 and the trade here and there, you're going halfway, and the, the irony is, like, you're guaranteeing mediocrity. It's like a guaranteed I, certainty. I hear you. Unless you go all in. And that's what the Astros, the Astros had a decade of floundering, and finally they said, look, we're, we're going to go all in. And, and, um, and, you know, and it's not a guarantee. That's the other thing. It's yeah. like Astros kind of lucked out. I mean, you don't, you're not guaranteed to get Altuve and Springer, and, and you know, but they did. So you're, but, but. There's no gambling with what we're doing right now in Baltimore. We're, we're for sure on a not win the World Series track. And I know you're talking about you know the Houston situation, but this isn't in my mind not too far away from what the Marlins went through. Mm -hmm. Won it in '97. They wind right. up tearing it down and rebuilding it, and then all of a sudden in '03 they're back at it and they beat the Yankees. Yeah, right. With a well, young, with a young team. With and a you young know, frankly, baseball is a young man's game. Yeah. Uh, it, the teams that win the World Series are young, and the the free agents have, you know, they have star power, and people hear their names. But the Astros, and I'm I'm good friends. The guy named Sigma Doll actually used to work at NASA, and uh, Jeff Lunau, who used to be the Cardinals general manager, came to run the Astros, and he brought Sig with him. And uh, they in their in their front office, they've got whiteboard after whiteboard after whiteboard and there's just equations everywhere it's just like a mathematician's room and there's a big giant poster it says in god we trust all others must bring data that's right <laughs> so so they got us started you know they're the reason why chris davis bats 200 because now everybody shifts them ridiculously right, right? and right. uh they've just they've that, they're the reason they got a guy named colin McHugh because they set up all these radars and they realized that his curveball spin, his 2,500 RPMs or whatever it is, was so much better than everybody else's. And so they got this guy with a really bad ERA and a losing record. And they said, you need to start throwing your curveball more. And all of a sudden, he's and like he's winning a 20-game winner for yep. the Astros. Yep. So they, they really, this was four or five years ago, they, they really got the data mindset 
to not be enamored with, you know, a free agent or whatever. They kind of looked at the, the hard data to try and make smarter decisions. The problem is, like Moneyball back in 01, 02, 03 with, with Billy Bean and the A's, that was new. And so the A's could, ha- could gain a competitive advantage by doing Moneyball. But now everybody's and everybody else figured it out. There's no more competitive advantage. Yeah. So hey, I've got one more question for you because we, we and we hope this is the first of uh, many visits that we can grab you from yeah. time to time around the globe. Um, the New York Yankees uh, signed an unconventional choice last night. Uh, Aaron Boone is going to be their new manager. Ken Rosenthal, who I'm sure you know oh, of, wow. Ken Ken wrote that the, in his 30 years covering baseball. This is the chanciest decision he's ever seen by a major league team in naming their manager. Um, how does that hit you? Aaron Boone, never managed the minor leagues, never managed in the major leagues. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, that's, that's a surprise. Frankly, I don't know him you know, as a person, so I can't comment on his managing skills. Um, I think a baseball manager is, is a different beast than like a basketball coach or a football coach. It, it, there's a mix of X's and O's, and but it's also a lot personality. So I think that decision is going to really hinge on, or the success of that decision is going to hinge on Aaron's ability to, you know, run the clubhouse and manage it, and keep keep all the all the cats hurt, headed in the right direction. Um, so that's a really interesting. I hadn't heard that. I'm, yep. Of course, I'm over here in England, <laughs> not paying attention, but. Uh, Sometimes un- sometimes unconventional is a good thing. I yep. mean, you know, and the Astros hired AJ Hinch, who had he had had a rough time at the Diamondbacks a few years before, uh, and then it just it, like now it really worked out. In the last couple of years have gone. It worked out, so it'll be interesting to see. I'm sure it'll generate lots of articles and, and talk. Hey Terry, I know it's an offset uh, phrase, but uh, and I know it's not at the front lines, but we appreciate your service to the U.S as an astronaut, and uh, we wish you well on your trip to the South Pole and first to uh, to South Africa, then to the South Pole, and we'll reach out to you into the new year and uh, maybe around spring training we'll grab you again. All right? Hey, I, I love I love talking Orioles baseball. And I'm over here. I'm actually talking about my book. I have a book called View from Above that uh, is uh, is my day job. You know, baseball is kind of my, my uh, side uh, I apologize. How can people buy a copy of View from View from Above? View from Above. It's on Amazon. It's at local bookstores. It's at Barnes and Noble. Kind of wherever books are sold. It's a great. It's like a. It's a uh, combination of photographs. It's a National Geographic photography book, but also stories from space. You know what it was like to be in space, and um, it's cool. It's a great. It's been a lot of fun. It just came out last month, and it's been it's done super well so it's a it's a great book not exactly baseball although i did i did a a twitter thing i tried to get a picture of every major league stadium uh while i was in space and we had a little (laughs) competition going on so that was fun hey have Um, you one last thing and by the way you can follow terry uh at at astro terry and that's short for astronaut not that he's a bigger astros fan than orioles fan at (laughs) astro terry have you you've flown past the south pole before haven't you you the station orbit goes about 51 degrees north latitude down to 51 degrees south latitude so i could see you could see antarctica in the distance like you could see mountains or 
a little bit of ice, but we actually did not go over the pole. So this will be my first time ever seeing that. All right. Well, listen, best of luck on the trip, and we'll talk to you shortly into the new year. All right, Terry? Yeah, I can't wait to talk Orioles, and hopefully I'll be down at Edson Stadium in March. And uh, Oh, that's great. Uh, looking forward to counting the days already. All right. I'll look forward to meeting you sometime. All right. Thanks very yeah, much for it. taking the time out to do this. Okay. Thanks, guys. It was a lot of fun. All right. There you have it. Terry Verts, very interesting. U.S. astronaut.